day 76. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Yep. Okay. First Samuel. First Samuel 17. 17. Right? Yeah. So we basically, bro, David, right? David is now on the scene. And again, like Samuel has these character contrasts, right? So he's just going to contrast Saul and David and show the kind of king that God wants to rule his people. Right, right. It ain't Saul, bro. Right. Right. It's people like David. Right. And, you know, you'll have the rise of Saul and the fall of, or the decline of Saul. But while Saul is declining, David is rising. So they kind of intersect. Right. Right. It's like an X. And so 1 Samuel 17, David and Goliath. The most beloved right. and misused <laughs> uh, story in First Samuel, right? Um, but it's just interesting, bro, that in the last narrative, Saul showed himself why he was unfit to be king. Yeah. Here, David will show why he is right fit to be king. Yeah. And he comes against this guy Goliath, yeah. who is this Thor or this uh, not Thor? <laughs> Give my Marvel characters right. Thanos like enemy, right? Right on the squad of the Philistines. That is coming against Israel, right? And Israel shook, yeah, right. Everybody shook, and they have to go get David, young yeah. shepherd boy, right, right, who's the youngest of his brothers, right, to come defeat Goliath, right. And the text spent uh, spends a ton of time, yeah, narrating this scene because it's very important, right. It is a victory won by an unlikely king, yeah, that doesn't win just based on his courageous acts, right, but in humble submission to the Lord, right. right? God exalts him. And God humbles Goliath, right? Just like He did Saul, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one of the things that you see here is it starts off, and this is a battle of champions. Yeah. So Goliath is like, "Nah, we not gonna do like the uh, old revolutionary wars where everybody yeah. lines up with their yeah. muskets and we all fight." <laughs> He's like, "Nah, it's gonna be one on one, me yeah. versus who y'all got? What's up? Whoever, yeah, and whatever champion wins, then the mm-hmm. people will." follow right and so this is not just a battle of champions but it's a battle um of their gods Mm -hmm. and the i the irony is everybody's scared because they look at goliath and they look at their king and their people Mm -hmm. and they say yo we don't stand a chance Mm -hmm. remember this is the nation that's like god we want a king like the rest of the folks yeah, yeah. who could go out and fight for us. That's good. And their king now is outmatched. Mm. He's scared, right? Yeah. When when they heard all of what he said, it's going to say they were shook. Uh, when David heard what he mm. said, he wasn't shook. David was triggered. Yeah. And David says, nah, hey, look, no, no, listen. I'm going to go and fight him. And this is what I love, bro. David isn't scared, mm. but Saul is. Yeah. In the Bible, when the people of God are scared, mm. God says to them, don't be afraid. I'm what? With I'm with you. Which? David ain't scared. Saul's scared for him. Yeah. And he tells him, yo, are you sure? Yeah. And David's like, fam, don't trip. Mm. God was with me when I, mm. right, had to wash that bear. God yeah. was with me yeah. when I pulled apart that lions and david now says yo and 
God's with me now. Like mm. God's gonna be with me. Yeah. And then we see a new champion raise up. And and in essence, mm. Israel delivered this champion to death. Like this was a mm. death match. This he should have been crushed. But what we see is this unlikely yeah. champion conquering, mm. right? death embodied mm -hmm. in an unlikely way in an unlikely way that's yeah. the thing i was gonna get at right. too. right because the text is going to spend a ton of time talking about goliath's armor right and all the weapons and what he had outwardly right. that would lead would most people to think he would win yeah right and we see this unlikely means yep. that god uses to defeat him so that god would get the glory right so that people would know i don't know god the lord of armies he's the lord of who is this uncircumcised philistines that come against the lord of, <laughs> lord of armies yeah um it is him who accomplished the victory. And you see that it is not just this victory for David. It is the victory for the entire people. So right. David wins the battle, right. but the whole people celebrate the victory. Right, right, and the right. same thing happens with the Lord Jesus. Right. who comes and does all the work on our <laughs> behalf, and we get to celebrate. Amen. Last thing that happens, 17, I know we're here long. Um, remember in uh, 1 Samuel 4, when they took uh, the ark, yeah. And their chief god, Dagon, yeah. had his head cut off right. and his limbs cut off. Uh. At the end of this text, after David defeats Goliath, he cuts his head off. With his own sword. With his own sword. Mm. To show, no, the same God that fought against y'all guys then is the same God defeating y'all greatest warrior right now. Ah, that's good, So it's bro. the God of the Bible uh, accomplishing his victory. First time you're 18, move on from this event, and you see this great friendship with David and Jonathan. Yeah. Right? Best friends, kindred spirits. And they stand in, or or Dave, or Jonathan stands in stark contrast to his father, right? Jonathan loves David, Saul hates him. Jonathan made a covenant with David, Saul tried to kill him, right? Things go in many different directions. Saul is jealous. Why? Because folks is praising uh, right. David's name in the streets. They got the rap songs about him. He on all the albums, <laughs> right? He on the, the got Source the Awards. <laughs> he everywhere, right? And so uh, uh, Saul is jealous. And we just see that, man, jealousy is often birthed out of a thirst for the praise of men, bro. Mm. Right? When someone else is getting credit and getting glory, right. and your heart starts to say, that should be me. Right. I want that. Yeah. Right? You just want the praise of right. man. Right? right? And so we see Saul, or or David ain't even tripping on all that. Yeah. But the text is showing us that Saul is. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. That's good. And I think in 17, yeah. God protects David mm. from the enemies outside of the camp yeah in 18 god protects yeah david from frenemies or those that are inside the camp and yeah. we see david finds himself uh constantly needing this protection from god and hmm. right it's a reminder we saw the same thing in the life of joseph yeah as a teenager yeah Joseph had the dream. As, mm. as, as a teenager in chapter 16, David was anointed king. Yeah. So we know what the end's going to be, mm -hmm. but the ending is no indicator of the journey. That's good. For the next 13 years, David, although he, it's clear that he'll be king, yeah. he's going to spend his time running on the run in need of God's protection, yeah. dependent on God at every turn in the road. Yeah, it's so funny, man, that um, Saul wants him dead, right? yeah. and he is going to go attempt after attempt after attempt to have David killed, right? Yeah. And the thing that we kept saying, like, Jonathan 
by God's grace and God's providence, like working behind the scenes, right. Jonathan is on David's side. Right. So he's close to Saul, right. but he's even closer to David, right? And you know what the irony is, bro, is that Jonathan was the heir to the throne. Right. So in other words, he had something to gain out of seeing right. David dead, right? right? But out of his faithfulness to David and ultimately out of his faithfulness to God, he doesn't turn on his boy, right? And in chapter 19, bro, it is, it, depending on how you count, 12 times mm. he tries to have David killed. And you see that none of them work. Mm. And at the end of 19, man, it's it's this weird story where Saul tries to send his men to where David is. And the people that he sends start to uh, become uh, uh, enveloped by the Spirit of the Lord. And they start to prophesy. Mm. Right? And they get turned back. And so you see that God, bro, the Spirit of God protects the people of God, even from the enemies of God, even when they're in <laughs> Your own camp. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, one of the ironies that I saw in this text, especially as Saul is disqualifying himself, yeah. is uh, <clears throat> when Michael went to help David escape. Yeah. yeah. That what it says is like, oh, not, she just went and grabbed one of the household gods and put it in the bed. Yeah, and so it's like, yo, Saul, man, you just got these like life size household gods laying around. Mm. So you even see in the incidental things Mm. that are mentioned here, you just see them all as these small indictments on who Saul is, right? So Mm. it's not just the big things that are wrong with Saul, but even the incidental aspects of the story, the things that he just has laying around the house yeah. serve as an indictment that Saul is somebody who has completely yeah, turned his back on the Lord and is walking away from God towards his own insecurities and destruction. Man, I was going to hit on that. You yeah. see the spiritual, you know, immaturity and right. depravity of Saul, yeah. but the maturity right. of his own son, yeah. right? To the point in 20 where the new moon festival where they had the celebration and the meal right. and all that David knows he's supposed to be there him and him and uh Jonathan make a plan say hey tell him I had to go back to my hood right. I couldn't come <laughs> right. right and so we'll see then what his real motives are and at that meal Saul tries to kill his own son he looks at Jonathan and said Jonathan you son of a <laughs> <laughs> he want to kill right. right you know he wanted to kill david david if he even wanted to kill his own son and so saul seems bro to be trying to secure the kingship for himself and for his son but his son realizes that god has already given it to his friend mm. and so man we just see that uh nothing saul is going to do can thwart god's plans to have david on the throne reigning over israel yep and this all goes back uh to the promise that God had made in Abraham that all the nations would be blessed through him. So slowly, as we're working our way through the Bible, we see God fulfilling the promise that he made Mm -hmm. for a seed to come and to crush the head of the snake, right? So yeah, yeah, David's going to do it here by defeating Goliath with his own weapon. Um, Jesus is going to do it later by defeating death with its own weapon with its own sword yeah yeah let's pray yeah father we ask uh for your grace uh to just remember that nothing can stop your kingdom from coming on earth lord uh even when enemies rise up within the camp give us the faith to see that your plans and purpose